All right, Dave, I got a question for you. Not a question. Right, that, not a question I wrote for the purpose of this show. One I'm coming up with off the cuff right now. All right, shoot. Okay. If you could cry any condiment, what would you choose? <laughs> oh, God. That sounds horrible, first of all. I mean, um, but depends. I would choose... It, I, I guess... I don't know. I guess ketchup? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it... You, so you want it to look want, like, like you're relish. crying blood? That Is that close. what you want? You want? <laughs> you want it to look like you're crying blood? Because that's probably what's going to look like. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what's the other options? Barbecue sauce? Mustard? I mean, well, first of all, uh, you know, before I give my answer, let's rope in our guest here. It is the very funny uh, co-host of What a Time to Be Alive, the fantastic podcast I listen to every week. It's Patrick Monahan. Pat, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah, this is a... Uh... You say this like if you could cry any condiment, and I, I feel like the question maybe is better phrased if you you're forced to cry one condiment. Like this sounds like a curse more than a superpower to me. Um, you know, t- tear ducts and coming out of your eyes, it feels like it'd be sensitive to like vinegary stuff. So I'm not, I can't think of any condiment that would not be excruciating. But uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, I mean, ketchup is the one I would think of as far as the one I probably would value the most in some way, but you do look like you have blood all over your face. Um, Could be a great prank, too. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think, like, do, do, do I care what it tastes like? Do I care, you know, like, maybe like some, yeah, does, I mean, does vinegar count as a condiment? Just like, a, you know, because then that's, it doesn't look weird that's either. That's like what I'm, I'm asking, like, I mean, does, does marinara sauce count as a condiment? Like I use it on every. I, okay, I guess Emily says no. It's like in it's like in my big fat Greek wedding where they use Windex for everything. It's like I use marinara sauce for everything. Yeah, you get the little tub of it with uh, mod sticks. I think that counts. I mean, I, you know, that's a condiment. I think. So even though it looks the same as ketchup, like crying it, like I, I think I would still go with, with marinara. Although I can agree, I could see where not wanting to cry like vinegar is probably a, a smart thing. That probably would yeah. suck. I mean, it would look the most normal, like normal tears, but it would probably also hurt quite a bit. Yeah. So I get yeah. That. Well, I get that. That makes sense. I mean, I like I all the I ask questions to Dave at the start of the podcast. I've done it for probably the past dozen ones, and I, I come up with them on the fly. That that was definitely the the biggest curse one for sure. I, I try not <laughs> I to. I think that was the weirdest one. I try not to get that weird, but I'm trying to get in the spirit of what we're doing here today. So, for those of you not familiar with a grab bag, and uh, that that's mostly talking to the audience, but also to Patrick, what we do pretty much is just pepper our guests with questions. We also answer them. But it's mainly tailored towards the guests. As you can see from the title of the podcast, we're going to try to center mostly on comedy here. Uh, there's a couple that aren't, but they could be made funny, so we'll try. Uh, again, comedy, not my strong suit, because I've been told by many people, including my family, friends, you know, people that know me <laughs> that I'm, I'm not funny. But um, I try. I try to hold my own. So what we do is Dave and I have a list of questions. They're numbered 1 through 9, 1 through 10, whatever. And uh, Patrick, you get to pick the number that we read off of our list. So without further ado, uh, what number one through nine would you like to start with from my list? Uh, Let's go number four. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones. All right. Uh, So my question, if you could replace the lead character in any sitcom with yourself, which do you choose? But keep this in mind, the character you choose to replace is then the lead detective in Law & Order. So say I replace Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld, he then becomes Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order. Like he's the lead detective okay. on Law and Order. Oh God! And when you say replace with myself, yep, you mean like, uh, like like I become I live in the sitcom then. Yep, or, pretty much. Or, or am I the actor in the you're, sitcom? You're the actor in the sitcom. 
Okay. So either way, I'm getting like rich off this right. and like becoming like a big celebrity. Okay. Yes. It's not like I have to live in Everybody Loves Raymond where like it's a show about everyone who hates each other, like a guy who hates his family and his family <laughs> hates him. And yeah, okay. Let me tell you um, what, that will not be the last time Everybody Loves Raymond gets mentioned. And I'm I'm not I'm not disappointed about that. Because um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I immediately – I immediately jumped to Raymond because uh, I feel like uh, Ray Romano has shown that he's like a credible like dramatic actor. And like that – you know, he, I don't think he'd be terrible as a detective on, on a Law & Order – but I would not want to if I was like dropped into, you know, and I had to live in Everybody Loves Raymond. And I think that would be no good. But um, that's a front runner for me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stands out more. Um, it would be funny to see Ray Romano then have to be the lead detective on Law and Order. Yeah, you get him in like the men of a certain age, you know, sort of style. Although, you know, I guess if it's during its peak, it's when he, it's before he really made that made that turn. And he's just kind of like a mumbling guy who, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's definitely sure. maybe my worst impression ever. Uh, <laughs> I try not to do it. Uh, I think okay. I, I think I I would actually like to be the show's. Not, it's not really a lead because it's a it's an ensemble show. Um, well, okay. The obvious one here is going to be Frasier actually, and that's <laughs> and then Kelsey Grammer because he's you know he, he's a dramatic actor as well. But to be to be fun, I guess. Uh, I think I would go with, I would like to be Joey in, uh, in friends and then have, uh, Matt LeBlanc play a detective in law and order. That's, <laughs> that would be a good one. That would be good because I don't, I mean, Matt LeBlanc has shown he has some decent chops, but it would also be funny because then it would pretty much just be Joey, but like, yeah, just not bringing the right temperament or like just <laughs> the gravity of every scene would be so weird. Be like yeah. the, this really intense like murder scene. He's coming in there. It's like, how you doing? It's like, well, he's dead. So, like, let's <laughs> let's tone it down. My pick, I would the, uh, the one in my mind is I would replace Frank on It's Always Sunny and have him become the lead detective uh, in Law and Order. So okay. Frank, Frank Reynolds is now the the head detective uh, on Law and Order, and he's just solving. He's trying to solve crimes, but he realizes every time that he knows the person that committed the murder. So he's just trying not to get caught himself, get implicated. The guy under the bridge, he knows him. It's it's all it's it's a mess. So <laughs> I think it'd be great watching Frank Reynolds have to pull off the old Lenny Briscoe or the oh my god, I forget Jesse L. Martin's character on the show. I forget what his name is. But the other detective, the my my preferred detective. I know too much. Is it, about detect- is it, is it Detective Green? Does yeah, that, sound that sounds right? that sounds right. There was only there were three things on in my house growing up: Law and Order, Seinfeld, and golf. Those are the three things that were on pretty much every day. Some sports here and there, otherwise. But like, those are the two big shows. So Law and Order is stuck in my mind. But Dave, what about you? This is a good question uh, because I've been like kind of going through all the sitcoms in my head. Like, you know, you've Seinfeld, Kim Queens, It's Always Sunny. And then you have kind of some like newer aged ones. Uh, like you have The Office, you have The League, you have Parks and Rec, you have, uh, Two and a Half Men is a little older. I think I would go with, I think I would go with Chris Pratt and, and Parks and Recreation <laughs> and have him be the detective. I think that'd be hilarious. And I think I think it would be funny to be his character in, in Parks and Rec. That would be. I mean, you'd be adored for all of time. I mean, I I guess I would be too, but I'm kind of looked at as a disgusting character. So, you know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to be Frank Reynolds. Um, but yeah, so those those are good answers. I, like I said, everybody loves Raymond. Will be coming up again later on. But 
uh, unless Patrick doesn't pick the question. But anyway, Dave, uh, how many questions do you have for Pat to pick from? Uh, I have eight. We'll save so some. We'll, right, save, uh, we'll save the ones we don't get to for uh, the next grab bag we do with whatever unfortunate soul comes on for that. Without further ado. <laughs> hmm. uh, let's do one this time. All right. This is this is a nice simple one. Um, what is your favorite sitcom? Actually, let's do, what's your three favorite sitcoms? Hmm. Okay. Um, this is tough. Uh, let me just think back here. Um, I think I would have to say Seinfeld would be one. I'm going to have like really, this is like a really, these are going to be really boring answers, I think, because I, I don't have like very like avant-garde or interesting taste. Um, Seinfeld definitely won. I remember my whole family used to watch Seinfeld. Um, uh, I, although I don't, I haven't come across like a Seinfeld episode because I don't watch like, we don't like watch TV anymore because we have like, I mean, we have YouTube TV, but like we don't, there's no like channel surfing anymore. So you never come across, it's, so like you have to really seek it out, which I have not done in a very long time. Uh, I guess is the Simpsons a sitcom? That's that's number one. I'd definitely. count it. Yeah, I'd count um, because that's like formative. Like somebody my age, like the you know, uh, the first like ten seasons are basically like its own like language. Um, obviously, we just kind of disregard the last like fifteen or whatever it's been, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, and uh, let's see, so that's two. Well, it's more recent that I liked, I guess. Um, I'm gonna. I guess. I'll, I guess I'll go with. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stick to. Uh, I'll stick to the. Cl- I'll just do Frasier. I think. I mean, I, you know, I think early on, I think it's like a, I, I love a farce, and uh, it's a little different than the other two. So that's a good grab bag. I wouldn't say those are my top three. Those are three of my top. I I have a hard time with like ranking and coming up with like best things, because I I, I have a a brain that like is obsessed with getting everything right. So. Um, uh, let's just say those are three of my top. I don't know if they're definitive. I know Simpsons is probably number one because just in terms of like the 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 percentage of my brain that it takes up, I would say that's definitely true. But the other two are, are two of the other ones that I think are the best. Yeah, I I think that's kind of how we we ranked our favorite TV shows years ago, and I it it switches for me between The Office and Seinfeld. Those have always been my two favorites. Seinfeld, kind of that more growing up, kind of like you said, Pat, like watching with your family and. And I don't come across it in the wild very much anymore. It's not really on TV much. It's on at like 9 a.m. on TBS, and I'm just not watching TV then. <laughs> um, but those two, and then the third would probably be Parks and Rec. That would probably be my third one. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it, it changed. I mean, I know actually it's always, it's always Sonny's probably number three. Uh, but Parks and Rec is a close fourth if you were doing a Mount Rushmore type situation. But, uh, yeah, the, the office, I've... Uh, it's it's unfortunate because the office has been co-opted by people on social media who just use it way too much for situations. I try not to. I, I try to keep it in the chamber as much as I can. But I, I just I know it gets used to death in, in gifts and memes and stuff, so I try not to do it. Um, I just sit back and I'm like, please stop. Just please. You're <laughs> you're ruining it for all the people who like it because then you have people who go off and they're like, oh, the office normies and shit like that. And I'm like, I just, just leave it for, like, can I just have it? Can I please? Like, I have to deal with Peacock now and I, I don't want to worry about somebody <laughs> else ruining the office for me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do it. But uh, Dave, you, Dave, yours is Seinfeld, right? Yeah, <clears throat> my favorite is Seinfeld. I, I think that's untouchable for me. I, I think that's one of the funniest shows. Uh, and I also, 
I would put Curb Your Enthusiasm probably number two. That's true. So it's honestly like Seinfeld and Seinfeld Light is really like my top two. And then I, I think the third spot is like, it, it, it's just like a grab bag. It's, you know, you could put The Office, Parks and Rec. I like Veep a lot. I think Veep might, might honestly be my third favorite. It's a good show. Yeah. It's a good show. I mean, I would say, yeah, I don't, when I, when I hear sitcom, I think my mind automatically like closes out things that maybe you could, you could arguably include in there. So like, I think the thick of it is an amazing show. It's a, it's a, it's not really a, you know, cause you mentioned Veep, it popped into my head. It's not, I knew you show, but it like, it, it's, you know, uh, it's not really a sitcom in the sense of like, you know, uh, work, I guess it is a workplace comedy, but it's kind of more, it's like about more than sort of the, you know, I don't know. But, and then, uh, the one I think if I had to pick a more modern one of the of recent, you know, an American thing that you would call us, I think I think Thirty Rock is probably um, one that gets kind of overlooked uh, and definitely has not been co-opted as much as yeah, like you said. I mean, I say co-opted like it's you know uh, being used as like some kind of uh, terrorist thing or something, but like you know, The Office has been sort of uh, it's it's there are people who like that's their personality yeah. liking The Office somehow, yeah. and that and. I, I don't know if that happened because I was too young to be like, not that there was like internet dating or anything, or I guess there probably was, but like in the nineties when I was growing up and when I was like, you know, in like middle school and the Simpsons was like my whole thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if there were people that like, liked the Simpsons that hated people that like thought that, but I, I don't think it, something about the office has kind of weirdly become this, um, I guess friends too. Cause like people mm-hmm. on like Netflix, friends leaving Netflix was like a big deal or, or, or like the rumor that was going to leave Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there or not, but, uh, uh uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the office is, I think the office is one of those things where you can like what's going on makes you like, like it's, it's fun to watch. Like, you know, when I'm, when I'm like visiting my parents, which it's been a very long time, sadly now, right. but uh, my mom will just put on either office or 30 rock and it's, yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's like, and like, cause I'm such a big fan of it. Like I, I don't want to be one of those people who make it seem like it's my person. It's almost like, you know, like in like comic books or in movies, like you have to hide your superpower so people don't know what it is. Like, except for me, it's lame and it's just stupid knowledge about the office that nobody gives a shit about. But it's not like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to contain super speed or anything. And I know just saying it sounds like a superpower is probably just like the most lame thing ever recorded by man. But it really is something I try to be like, you know, don't say anything. Don't do anything stupid with the office. You don't want to be one of these people who makes it their personality. Don't do something stupid. And it's kind of just the same way I look at like, you know, like don't go to school and reveal that you can lift things with your mind. Like that's kind of the... The way I would equate it, but also not any. I've been watching a lot of Titans recently. Just forgive me with the uh, superhero <laughs> references. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, I, 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 I've watched the entirety of uh, both seasons of Titans in about eight or nine days, so I'm, I got that on the brain. But anyway, uh, Pat, back to me. One through nine, you did pick four already. Yeah. Um, uh, let's do one. All right, so this is a question I've had on a grab bag list for a while that we didn't get to last time, but I figured it'd be good for this one. Who has the best laugh? And let me elaborate on that. Whose laugh makes you laugh the most? I have two people on my list, uh, and they've been on my list for a long time. They're both people from Jackass, Steve-O and Ryan Dunn, rest in peace. Both of their laughs make me laugh hysterically. I know it's kind of a weird question, but I feel like there is a laugh that everybody like hears and it just triggers their own laughter. For me, it's those two. Cause whenever I watch Jackass half the time I laugh, it's because of them. So I'm not sure who wants to feel this one first, but, uh, that's, that's my response. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I have somebody who's like famous enough that it is an answer. Like I, th- like, my, like I think probably friends I can think of or, or like, uh, 
like Charlie Steiner from the um, uh, from the old Sports Center clip with Carl Lewis singing the national anthem, where he's trying to get out the words Francis Scott off key and starts cracking up. Like that always makes me laugh, but that's not really like uh, the same thing. Um, every time that that soundbite gets played on the podcast, it sends me <laughs> every time. It's a classic. It's a classic the, moment. We have yeah, we 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 uh we had a dial, we dialed back the soundboard and then dialed it back up. We, could, we had to figure out how to do it remotely uh, with all the different windows and stuff being visible for everybody. But uh, yeah, it's in the audio channels and stuff. But Shelby's a whiz. He figured it out. Um, of people that I can think of off the top of my head that anybody listening to this might know, I would say, uh, I guess, Stav from Cumtown. Do you, do you, are you guys Cumtown guys? Are you familiar we, with the podcast? We used, to, we used to share a podcast distributor with them on Shout Engine, but now we don't. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but I've heard I've actually heard uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it's a you know he's a he's a comic. Uh, he's not just from you know, but he's a, a Stavros Halkius. He's a New York comic, uh, and he's a very funny dude. But he has a uh, just an extremely uh, infectious laugh. It's very um, kind of like staccato, like a machine gun going off. And then if he's really going, he'll like scream, kind of. So that you know, it, it's yeah. You can kind of picture that. So yeah. that's it, it, on the off chance anybody listening to this knows what that is, and they probably do because it's a it's a pretty popular podcast, um, certainly more than mine. So if they know me, they probably know that. So uh, I would say that. Um, uh, shout out quickly to a friend of the podcast, Jeff McNamara. He also has one of my one one of the laughs that makes me laugh. But uh, he's he's up there with uh, great names to be mentioned with Ryan Dunn, Steve-O. Also that. Very well described the machine gun laugh. That's I could definitely put that in my head and see what you mean. Um, but Dave, uh, what, what is your answer? I know your answer is probably Rob Schneider, but who is your answer? Oh God, no. Um, I, I actually think J Mac's a good one that you mentioned. Yeah, he's Jake. good. He's um, got a great laugh. He's got a very good laugh. Uh, I would, I would, Jake. You would know this one. I'm not sure if Patrick would, but uh, in Practical Jokers, I think Murr has a really funny laugh. He does. I think when he gets pitch. going in the background and there's like something funny going on. I think that's really funny. That's true. Um, now that you mention it, Sal's kind of up there for me too. I like his laugh a lot. Yeah, like I think that's what makes that show make it makes me laugh more. I think is that like their reaction live as it's happening and them laughing kind of like encourages me and makes me laugh along the way. It's true. I haven't watched much of it recently because I, I don't know if you guys have experienced the same phenomenon, but I'll watch shows that like like I'll watch shows like that and be like, wow, like human interaction used to be fun, like seeing other people and like. Like, even just, like, running into strangers on the street, not like it's great to, like, talk to strangers, but, like, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not endorsing that by any means, kids, if you're listening, don't talk to strangers, but, like, it's just, like, looking at that setup, I'm like, man, it was fun to just be able to, like, leave your house and, like, walk on the street without the fear of somebody breathing in your mouth. Like, it used to be, it used to be much fun, much more fun. Like yeah, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a big... Practical Jokers guy. I'm familiar with. I'm aware of what the show is. Obviously, uh, my understanding is that it's primarily a show about uh, guys behind two way glass laughing. So it makes sense that, yeah, that the laughter would be uh, right. a big part of the show. I, I, I don't. You know. Uh, uh, I know that. I know uh, at least. I know Sal's a comic too. I think right. Um, yeah, they they yeah. always they rag on him a lot about his his uh, comedy too. They, uh, they yeah, but they he's made like that a, he's like an actual. He's like an actual comic. He's not like the uh, yeah. how like every guy from Jackass has tried stand up <laughs> or like you know uh, Jeremy Piven or you know because because stand up is like the thing that you decide you can do if you like don't have anything else going on and you're famous because 
it has like this carny thing where <laughs> if you can bring people into a into a theater, a comedy club will book you probably. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. you know, uh, there's it's like yeah, I could do. I could probably just go up there and tell stories about film and entourage or whatever. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> go in on uh, Piven because I, I have not seen his his uh, his act. I, I know people that have, and and I'll leave it there, I guess. But um, uh, I don't know. But yeah. So anyway, I, I I believe you. I think that the impractical jokers thing is, uh, especially now. You're right. Like, I don't know. Guys are just just having a good time, getting paid to goof off and like you know accost people in the supermarket or whatever. That uh, that would irritate me because obviously none of us can do that right now. So that's that's a good point. It's it's a it's a fun show to watch. I mean, it's not it's kind of like mindless. It's kind of like the kind of like the office yeah, yeah. of my house. Like I just kind of have it on in the background and like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. If if I yeah I, yeah go go ahead. No 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 yeah I'm not I don't want to come across. I have I have okay. a voice that um uh my whole like demeanor always seems like I'm being kind of sarcastic or I, <laughs> it's you know it's unfortunate I can't do anything about it. Like there's no way that I can project being sincere. But uh, <laughs> people like it. I'm glad they like it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how no, to I sell it. I got it. Being... <laughs> that makes sense. It's just not something I watch. That's all. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's how I feel about a lot of shows and a lot of stuff. It's just not, it's just not for me. I mean, uh, in the same way that you haven't come across that, it's like sarcastic. It comes across for me like I'm being a prick. And I, like, I don't mean to sound that way. I just don't like the show you're watching or whatever it is. Like, I really don't mean that. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch my six hundred pound life for five hours today. I wouldn't. I don't want to do that. That's not about anybody specifically. Not in this room. Not at all. But anyway, um, Dave, it's back to your list. I think. Yeah. All right. So we have two through eight left. So any of those numbers? Yeah. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do three. All right. Three. Uh, in one sentence, how would you describe the internet? Wow. Is one long scream a good answer? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, hmm. This is like a DBQ you'd get in an AP honors class. <clears throat> Except yeah, no. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to think here. Uh, as of as of recently, um, I don't know if this encompasses the whole thing. Though. That's the problem. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a because I wanted to say uh, the internet is a baby boomer radical. Civilization engine, but I don't think that's really accurate. I think it's bigger than that. Um, hmm. Um, it's a okay. Uh, the internet is. Uh, uh, hmm. Somebody else go. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts here. Does anybody? Uh, you guys, you will, gotta, you gotta, Dave, you got to have something in mind at least. Yeah, Dave, you did write the question, so I certainly hope you got something in mind. Well. My first thought when I think of internet, I use the internet most for like to look up random information and to use Twitter, which is Twitter is like the is a giant cesspool. It's it's like it it you go on and it sometimes makes you feel good when you see the dog videos, and then you see like three or four comments, and you're like, whoa, I, I think I think I'm done now. I'm gonna come back later and check out my dog videos again. Um, but I would say it's like informative, uh, an informative place where there's a wide range of emotions that you feel in a short amount of time. I, I, I think there's just, there's so many things that you feel and see while you go on there. It's just, it's crazy. I, I'm trying to think of the proper way to put it into one sentence, but it's, 
Uh, my God. It's, I think cesspool is kind of the word that has really clung on to social media, especially Twitter. But it's... That's, yeah, that's specifically just for Twitter, though. Like, that's not the whole internet. The whole internet does have other, like, benefit, um, benefits yeah, to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, it, it's, like, social media is so tied to internet, like, like everything I do in the... It, it's, it's probably, like... I think the best way I could describe the internet is... Maybe not dysfunctional is the wrong word, but the world's most dangerous library put to like virtual like the world's most dangerous virtual library because you're like <clears throat> you can find anything on the internet but <clears throat> you turn down the wrong corner you go to the wrong bookshelf you're in trouble and you'll find you know like this black market site for selling pandas and nobody wants that so it's it's just such a vast it, like it's almost like gotten out of mankind's reach almost like it's kind of just bigger than any of us at this point like nobody can control it's kind of just like it's uncontrollable growing festering disgusting creature rising from the ooze that's pretty much what the internet is at this point i know those are two completely different metaphors but it's the internet <laughs> it's the internet and that's kind of how i formed my brain but uh save the best for last i certainly hope yeah i think i got it um, okay the internet is the the uh, the the um, strongest possible argument that interpersonal communication should be more difficult. Yeah, that's a good that's, one. That's good. I, I think that, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty it. good one. Because every problem with the internet is just a problem with people. That's the, and it's like, well, okay, maybe we shouldn't be able to talk to each other so easily. That's I think that's what it comes down <laughs> to. There's not there's not some secret that's happening. I mean, I guess the algorithm in YouTube or whatever is bad, but like you know, uh, Facebook groups, it's just a bunch of lunatics all screaming at each other. They get all gassed up and they go attack the Capitol or whatever. You know, it's not. It's so uh, shut it down. Is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you should have to write. You should have to write letters to each other or go meet in person if you're going to try to. Uh, you know, convince each other there's a cabal of uh, cannibals running the country or whatever. <laughs> Should we get like carrier pigeons back too? Like that? Then it's like you have to really think about if you actually want to say that. You're like, all right, exactly. A long time. I should really think about this. Yeah. Kind the of- other thing is the other thing is, I mean, everybody is so much tougher when they're talking on the computer than they are in real life. You know, not everybody, but I would say 99% of people. So the idea that it's like you know. Uh, you know, somebody saying like, yeah, whatever, bitch. It's like, would you really call this person a bitch if you were standing in front of them? Like, I right. don't think so. Like, I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it would be a lot. Uh, so, like I said, um, just, just shut it down. Cut those cables at the bottom of the ocean. And uh, I don't know. We'll figure out what happens to the global banking. It seems like that would be a disaster. I don't know. Maybe we just need to figure out some way to silo off, you know, um, just no way to chat. You know what I mean? Because every time you hear about a new way of people communicating it's like the thing that has to be shut down uh they have to kick off you know nazis or whatever it is <laughs> yeah like there was like some something i never heard of uh in the days after the capital thing it was like uh some kind of walkie-talkie app called like zello or zelly or something and they were like oh we felt kicked, o- kicked <clears throat> off over two thousand channels that we found out that white supremacists were using during the capital attack and it's like you did that awfully fast have you been monitoring it and just decided okay finally we got to get rid of it you know what I mean? so uh, you know, knock it off. 
we, yeah, we gotta just shut the whole thing down. I remember when I was in when I was in college, like I was in this library information class or something. It was ridiculous that I had to take it in the first place. And the teacher was a total lunatic, but <clears throat> that's a difference. We had, we, had an, we had an active shooter situation on campus. Thank God it wasn't anything real, but we had an active yeah. shooter thing on campus, and he was like, let's just keep working. And I'm like, we're in the basement of the library. I'd like to be as far away from here as possible. Uh, <laughs> and my TA was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm like, maybe, like, I don't know, knock him out. Like, I, I don't know, throw something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, there, the one thing we would always do, like anytime it was like, you know, learning how to use this search engine, it was like, you're using this because if you go to Google and you type in Martin Luther King Jr., the first thing that comes up is this Nazi website. And I'm like, there's probably like millions of people on that Nazi website now. That's all I can think of when this stuff comes up, like when the Capitol happened. I was like, there's probably like millions of people flocking to that website now, like because of Twitter or Parler or Gab or whatever godforsaken social media platform there is but i know you said the internet day but like everything comes back to social media because that's like the big thing on the internet like i know there's all these great websites for learning and, and stuff like that but wouldn't you rather go on twitter and see a viral post about god knows what <laughs> like i found this egg and i hatched I, I cracked it and the yolk looks like abraham lincoln like that that's that's wholesome i wish we saw more of that Rather than like look at this person hop out of their window at McDonald's and choke somebody, but <laughs> you know every now and then you know we, we got to see stuff like that. There's trade offs, and the internet can be yeah. a fun place sometimes, but more often than not, like Patrick said, it's not. It's not. It will probably be fine. Well, it's probably going to be fine, right? I think we all we can all agree it's it's going to be fine. That's. <laughs> That I'm, doing is, a, I'm doing a very exaggerated thumbs down right now. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> we can all agree that it's going to be totally fine on the internet. No problems. We have uh, we've we've gotten we've gotten rid of uh, some bad users on Twitter. I don't think we're going to see any more problems. But anyway, yep. Back to my list. You've got two, three, five, six, seven, eight, and nine left to go. Uh, uh let's do uh, let's do two. Two. All right. What is your most awkward movie viewing experience? Could be either a watching an R-rated movie with your parents or something like that, or it could be like in the theater, because I can give you a good example. Um, <clears throat> maybe not necessarily awkward, but it was just very, very funny. Uh, and if people don't like uh, not safe for work language, just go ahead and skip a little bit. But um, we were in a theater, we were watching American Hustle, which was a mistake anyway, because I hated that movie. But we were seeing American Hustle, and there was somebody talking through, like, every quiet part of the movie. And one of the people we were with, like, at, like it was probably the seventh or eighth time that this person was talking. And we were, like, just giving him the side eye. And at one point, <laughs> this person we were with just turned to them. We are probably, like, seven rows behind them, too. It wasn't like they were next to us. They were very far away. This person just turns and yells, shut the fuck up at these people oh and it God. got applause in the theater it was like something you see in like a movie or a tv show where like people oh yeah great job you stood up to them but at the same time as i laughed i was like man this is really weird i don't like this and then there was another time where emily and i were seeing i can't remember the movie we were saying i want to say it was like deadpool 2 or something it was r-rated let's just put it that way and there was a woman next to us with two kids and i'm just like I'm, like, looking over but not making it obvious, and I'm, like, every time there was something really inappropriate on the screen, I'm, like, this is very, very weird for me. 
because I remember not liking going to the theater with my parents when I was young, because I like I always thought it was a place you go with your friends. The only issue is I didn't really have many when I was young, so that was a problem. But um, I kind of just like going either by myself or with Emily or you know with my friends or whatever. But uh, that and then the time that my mom took me to see Spider-Man at midnight, which was just awkward because it was weird. Didn't expect that to happen. It's almost like a fever dream that my mom took me to see the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man at midnight. It was strange. It's almost like it never even happened. But those would be my examples. I don't know about you guys. Um, I, I, I can think of a couple in different ways, I guess. Um, one was... Uh, well, just just a, a weird one that that I still think about. Just how I don't really remember it that well. But I went to go see when I, we were on vacation. Uh, it was like a weekday and it was raining. We were in Florida, so there wasn't much to do. Um, my mom, my sister, who probably couldn't have been older than five or six, probably went to go see the Pauly Shore movie Jury Duty in an <laughs> empty theater. Um, I didn't know Pauly Shore so got was, movies in theaters. Yeah, he, well, he had he had jury duty. Uh, we well, had son in law, son in law, Encino Man were the two like big ones. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, Encino um, Man, I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Encino yeah, Man was the I think the first one. Then son in law was like his first like starring one. And again, he just played the same character and everything. It's kind of like the you know I mean that's the way that and uh, and then jury duty was yeah like a legal drama, but Pauly Shore was on the jury or you know whatever. And, and then um, Stanley Tucci's in that movie actually, which is a weird one. But uh, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, he also had in the army now where he's Polly Shore joins the army. You know, it's like that it's, for some reason there was a Polly Shore industrial complex for much of the nineties. And I'm not sure what the financial returns were there, but, um, a bunch of people had to impress his mother, I guess, cause they wanted to get stage time at the comedy store or something. I'm not really sure what the, what the story there is, but, um, so that's one, uh, more recent would be, and this is maybe less awkward and more like, uh, um, sort of like half serious uh, uh, fear for something going weird happening was uh, when I saw the Joker movie, oh my the, God. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix one, uh, they had like those warning signs, yeah. like, you know, like, you know, about like, you know, if, if somebody's going to shoot the theater up or whatever, uh, please alert uh, some, an usher or something. I forget what it was, <laughs> some weird thing. Yeah. Thank you. It's like AMC theaters is ready to uh, clean up the bodies after the shooting. Cause we can't stop it if it's going to happen. Um, and, uh, there were just like multiple rounds of people who like got kicked out for being too drunk. It was just a very strange uh, experience, yeah. especially given how late in the whole thing was with like the stupid media coverage and what, you know, whatever, you know, I had like the, back when this was still a thing, I had like the AMC pass. Uh, I mean, I mean, back when theater, I still will have it hopefully when the theaters reopen, but so I didn't like pay to go see the, you know, the movie. But uh, so I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta see this thing. And uh, yeah, that, that was, that was uncomfortable. I'm trying to think if there's anything that was like particularly bad other than that. Um, I saw some. I saw something. I don't know what it was. It was probably a Marvel movie of some kind. But all my friends, it turns out, when the movie ended, had spent the entire movie on edge because there was like a weird guy in the row behind us who like kept leather gloves on the whole time, and they, and he just kind of had like a weird vibe. Mm. So they kind of like, that's not what you want when somebody's like above and behind you. Yeah. Like, you know, that's like a weird thing to be able to focus on whatever's on the screen. That's the same thing the that happens time. when I see someone walk mm-hmm. in the theater with a backpack. I'm just like, I need to be ready to just run. Like that's right. I just need to be ready. Cause I don't like what could, first of all, how'd you get in here with a backpack is my, my first question. Second, like what could you possibly have in there that you couldn't have just snuck in under your shirt? Like that Joker movie 
for example, I went to see it with a friend of mine, uh, Brandon Maxwell, friend of the show. He, we, he, we went. First of all, Brandon is the same person who once snuck uh, like mac and cheese into a movie, which is great. But I brought a like you know not like a full like bottle of Coke Zero, not like the you know like the slender one they sell in six packs. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had one of those just in full view in my pocket. And the police officer looked right at me at the theater and was just like, yeah, whatever. That's all right. Just go. Like, I don't think you have You're not packing <laughs> heat or whatever. But it's, yeah, that the Joker viewing experience was surreal, like you said, because it's just like there was so much media coverage of what could happen, and I don't think anything even did. But it was wild, just wild shit. Um but Dave, you've been set up pretty well here by our uh, lunacy. I don't know if I have any crazy ones like you guys do. Um, I remember I went to Toy Story 4, and I had the day off from work, and I, was, I went during the day, and I, I hadn't really quite put it together that it was like a kid's movie. And I went, and I think I was like, other than parents, I was the oldest person there. Like, there was little kids walking around. There was, like, strollers all over the place. I'm sorry. There was one that was, You didn't put it together that it was a kid's movie? I, I, well, I know I, I knew it was a kids' movie, but I just like didn't put it together. The fact there was just going to be kids there because it was during the day. It's true. It was like twelve o'clock. I was I hadn't put it together. Like I was just like, oh, I'll go see a movie. Like with my day off. Let's this this is nice. And I went and then I sat next to like two five year old kids, and I felt just so uncomfortable and weird about it. Like because they're all just like roaming around, and and the parents were kind of like laughing and. I mean, it was kind of funny, but it also <clears throat> it was also just very different than any other experience I've ever been. To with the movies like Makes when we sense. went to see any movie you name like how often do you ever sit near kids you're quadruple your age their, your, or their age like uh, uh, it's it's just weird the first time i saw deadpool 2 i was right next to another person with kids oddly enough and uh the trailer uh, well yeah in deadpool 2 and the trailer for the happy time murders came on and i was like this is gonna get real weird because there's like these are kids and like this movie they don't hold back in the trailers for, like, when you're seeing an R-rated movie, they don't hold back in the trailers, usually. But um, there's another example I was thinking of, of another really awkward viewing experience. It was kind of like what you just said, Dave, with Toy Story 4. But now I can't remember what it was, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, Dave, you're back uh, up. I, I was going to say, I saw, I saw Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, like, a, a, I don't know, like a, like a second date, I think. And that was, that was not a good idea. Uh <laughs> Did not work out, you know, not because of that or anything, but like it's not you don't really want to put yourself in a situation where you're like trying not to cry at a children's movie. It's true. Um especially especially one that like right before it's sad, they have like that moment where they like all decide that they're okay with the fact that they're gonna die and they all like hold hands. Like that was just a very it's just a very strange thing to be kinda like uh Hey, so what do you do for a living? Oh, your boss, uh yeah, he sounds like a jerk. Ha <laughs> ha well, you know, it's like hell anyway, uh <laughs> It's true, yeah. though. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, our Emily yeah. and I, our first date was to go see the movie Jobs, the Ashton Kutcher movie Jobs. And, oh, uh, no, God, no. Give me that one. <laughs> Just the response. Surprisingly, we are still together after that. But, yes, that was the movie we saw. <laughs> there was really nothing else out uh, other than, like, horror movies and so I thought would be worse comedies. But, apparently, I was proven wrong because that movie – was garbage. Maybe still the worst movie we've ever seen together in theaters. I would have to ask Emily, but I think that still might be the worst. Um, really hard. To was it? Was it worse? 
Was it worse than me seeing Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on a date? I still I think that that takes the cake. Oh well Emily's Emily says Batman vs. Superman was worse, but I think Jobs is worse movie. American Hustle was also bad, but like at least it had prestige actors in it. Like this was Ashton Kutcher doing an SNL sketch for like ninety minutes, pretty much. Oh, I remember anything about that. Yeah, neither do I. I remember Ashton Kutcher was in it, and it was so bad they had to remake it with Michael Fassbender. Um, anyway, Dave, it's back to you. All right. Uh, so we have, I believe, three through eight. We got time for at least one more each, I would say. So go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, let's do six. All right. Um, would you rather eliminate your two favorite movies ever or watch your least favorite movie once a month for the rest of your life? Hmm. Um, I think, I think I could do the watching the worst movie once a month. That's not, I mean, you know, just in terms of, you know, especially, especially over the past, you know, what is it? 10 months now. Uh, the main value of something in terms of a form of media is does it pass the time because that's all that anybody has now is they need to have something going in the background. So I don't I almost I don't even know what my least favorite movie would be, you know, but unless it's like. I don't think I like I don't I don't think like something awful like a Serbian film or irreversible or something would be my least favorite movie. Um, so. So I don't think I would have to watch that, you know, um, even something like horrible, like eight millimeter with Nick Cage, which is like a movie that really bums me out conceptually. Like I'd be fine watching it. Cause like, it's like, you know, there's Gandolfini and stuff. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I like, I like bad stuff. It's fine. You know, I can just like look at my phone while it's on. So yeah, unless it's like a clockwork orange deal or I have to like have the eyes, you know, stripped <laughs> up, you know, and can't look at anything else. I think I could do it. I, so, I let's go with the worst movie. I tend to agree, although I can imagine a, a funny situation where it's like New Year's Eve and you forgot to watch it for that month, and like you have a whole party of people over, and it's like I know this sounds weird, but I have to watch a Serbian film before the clock strikes midnight, or I get vaporized <laughs> or something. It's like I know this is gonna be weird. Just like look down, put on vibes, like I don't know, just do something where you don't have to. I'll mute it. I don't think I have to watch it with sound, but uh, just like grin and bear it for however long this movie is. Um, but I would probably go with worst. I mean, like, I don't, I'm trying to think of my least favorite movie. Um, I mean, Jobs isn't my least favorite movie, but it's it's probably... It's like, so, like, would I rather give up Jurassic Park and A Few Good Men or would I rather watch um, Suicide Squad once a month? Like, I would probably rather watch Suicide Squad once a month, even though that would be a really tough viewing experience because that movie is just ass, but... <laughs> I mean, it's rather, not that bad. Come on. I think it's. It's I not think, that bad. There's way worse movies than that. There are. I know. I'm the just trying to think of something. Gotta be, off the top of my head. Like, you gotta. It's gotta be a comedy. That's like a really bad comedy has got to be my least. All right, let me. Let me. Like let, those like movies don't even work. At least action movies have like fight <laughs> scenes and stuff. You know what I mean? And like explosions. So would like, I rather give up Jurassic Park and A Few Good Men or watch Dickie Roberts' former child star? Once. There you go. That's. I think that's. I think that's closer. I think. I think that's right. I saw that. I saw that with a group of my friends. My dad took us for my tenth birthday. I think it was to go see that movie, and uh, that was a formative experience because that movie was terrible. I, I would. I would have walked out and driven home if it was legal, or if I could fish my dad's keys out of his wallet. Um, but yeah, those are. That's. That's probably my answer. But what about you, uh, question writer? I think I might have to give up my two favorite movies. Because I don't want to watch Cats. <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. I we, don't want to watch Cats. This, Not even for one more time do I want to watch Cats. So, uh, so Pat, just a little peek behind the curtain of why Dave said that. Uh, back before, this was even before the pandemic, uh, shortly before the pandemic, I tweeted from our podcast account, which doesn't have that many followers. I said, if this gets 25 likes in like, I think it was, I don't know if I even gave a time frame, maybe like two hours or something like that. I said, we will do a live watch of Cats, like a live watch. Like, obviously can't project the movie onto the screen or, you know, whatever, but like we'll watch it and react live. It got 25 likes and probably, it got 25 likes quicker than Dave found out that I did it. Um, Mm -hmm. And Dave hates musicals. So putting him through that was tough. We did it for our 150th episode. We watched Cats and uh, he still has not recovered from that. Clearly. Yeah. I'm still mentally scarred. I, you know, I, I saw, I'm not a big musical guy either. I, you know, musicals are one of those things where it's like, I fully acknowledge that it's really hard. You know what I mean? Like right. it's a, it's an incredible thing to do, right. you know? Yeah. But yeah. It just the idea of just, it, I just can't, I can't like pierce my like corniness shield most of the time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's some that I would like, but you know, and my girlfriend loves them. And, um, we went to, and she goes to Broadway. Well, not anymore, but she used to go to Broadway stuff all the time. And, uh, um, and she has friends that she goes with and stuff. So, so for, fortunately, I'm not necessarily <laughs> a, 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 a. We didn't really have the chance to go to any before everything kind of uh, ramped up. But we did see Cats at at the at the Alamo, so a theater you can booze in, uh, at like a screening that was basically meant to be like joked along and yelled at, kind of, you know. So it was like a, the whole thing was like this movie's insane. So you know, so I I, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed sort of the. Like just like the weirdness of it, like the sort of un, like the scale that's not clear what's going on, like how big are the people if these are the cats and like why are some who made the clothes, you know, like I, I just, you know, there's lots of questions that are that are raised like that's like, you know, the way they like sit at the table with a fork and knife. It's like that's not the right size for a cat. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of strange stuff. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed that part of it. Um, but and also I'd like to issue an apology here to anybody who. Did not know what a Serbian film was that looked up the Wikipedia article or whatever. That's a real bummer. Um, it's tough. Sorry about that. It's uh, it, it's even just I've never seen it. Me neither. But even just reading, even just reading about it, like it's like a thing that exists as like a thing to shock people now. But it's like a movie that was made to be like a, uh, like a statement about I guess Serbian politics or something. I think I forget what it was, but it's like it's I you know it's it's messed up. It's uh it, it's and I, I have a pretty high tolerance for like you know, horror movies and stuff like that. But it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to, uh, I don't think I'm going to do that to myself. Uh, so sorry to anybody who, you know, but uh, feel free to drop the reference in, in your personal life and see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a good shock value. Almost as, almost as great as crying ketchup. I think you might get a, a bigger shock out of people. Like remember they used to do like, like big thing on YouTube with the reaction videos for a while. That would be a good reaction video. It's like, Hey, you've ever heard of a Serbian film? Like, no, let's, let's look up the Wikipedia page. Just re- video him reacting to it. Um, <laughs> Dave, actually, here's here's a better way to phrase it. Would you rather give up your two uh, favorite movies? Or let's actually preface this, Pat. Have you ever seen the movie Collision Course? Um, I don't think so. I don't recognize the title. Starring Jay Leno and Pat Morita. Oh, okay. I well, I know the um, I know the song, the Michael McDonald song from the soundtrack. So I, I've seen I've seen I think clips of the. Uh, no. I'm sorry. No, that's that's the Billy Crystal Gregory Hines movie. I think is the one I'm thinking of. Never mind. Yeah. I, I've not seen Collision Course. It is. It is maybe. It might actually be the worst movie I've ever seen. Like it is. Like the story is bad. It's like really racist. Jay Leno is just. I, this might shock you. Jay Leno, not a great lead actor in anything. Um, 
Yeah, that's really... Uh, we we did a review of it a while back, and it was horrifying, the movie. It was like 90 minutes, but it felt like a running a marathon by the end of it. It was like, I mean, horrible. I kind of love that there's movies like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like like the, the the sort of buddy cop thing where they just they just like beat to death every possible iteration of that formula over the course of the 80s it's kind of it's kind of fun um there's a movie that i saw that i did not know existed and i immediately had to find it and it happened to be streaming somewhere this is like maybe last year sometime or 2019 sometime but um it's a movie called dead heat are you guys familiar with this movie it's uh familiar with the title joe, it's joe piscopo and treat williams and <laughs> And Treat Williams gets uh, gets killed, but is like a zombie. So like, and, and they're trying to catch the guy who killed him. I, I forget the details of it, but Dead Heat is a pun, obviously, on the you know on the idea that that one of them is dead and they're Heat. They're like cops. It was absolutely one of those movies, uh, and that it's Joe Piscopo's yeah. character's name. Like like somebody came up with a title and then they built the movie around it. Right, exactly. like that's like the yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's so that, that's that's a better movie than I thought it was going to be. It's not it's not a good movie. Let's be very clear about that. But um, I'm just glad stuff like that got made. I think it's fun. What was the Dennis Rodman movie called? Do you remember that movie? Uh, double Impact. Double Impact. Thank you. I knew it was double something, but I couldn't remember the other title. That's what a great era that was. Of uh, I think it was pretty, pretty mostly the '90s. There were a couple stragglers there in the the 2000s, like. Uh, the Kevin Durant movie Thunderstruck, which I own but have never seen, um, for for good reason. I asked Dave if he wanted to see Uncle Drew three years ago, and he politely declined. Um, but like that '90s phenomenon of casting NBA <laughs> very players politely, very politely. when they clearly can't act is <laughs> uh, just phenomenal. So you have Kazam, you have obviously Space Jam. I was watching Space Jam again last night. You really don't fully grasp how bad it is until you like force yourself to watch it. It's, like, obviously got charm because when you were a kid and you watched it and you loved it, but it probably the thing that struck me the most about Space Jam rewatching it is, like, the entire opening credit sequence is, like, the biggest pat on the back to Michael Jordan. It's, like, the funniest thing ever. It's, like, his whole, like, first five or six years of his career. It's, like, Michael Jordan's the best player ever. Look at, oh, look at him dunk and all this stuff. And it's, like, yeah, you know he had final say on all that stuff. It was, like, the last dance with cartoons. Like, that's pretty much what it was. But anyway, uh, Michael Jordan. I've heard he's not a nice person. But anyway, he listens to the podcast. We can't, we can't, we can't, you know, we have a lot of big listeners like Michael Did, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure somebody. Well, you don't know. You, you could, you know, so you don't want to alienate him, you know, that's all. I think there, it's very possible somebody named Michael Jordan listens to this podcast. Maybe not the Michael Jordan. Oh. Right. And not Michael B. Jordan. A third no. Michael Jordan. Probably there could be another Michael B. Jordan that listens to this podcast, but that's even more yeah. remote of a possibility. Uh, <laughs> so for me, Pat, you very simple five through nine. Um, hmm. let's do five. All right. Uh, th- thank God this came full circle. What show was unappreciated? In its time, so not necessarily your favorite show or a show you you know a show that's in your top three or you know like you mentioned The Simpsons, Seinfeld that was never unappreciated in its time, but this is where I answer everybody loves Raymond because I hate CBS comedies like everything on CBS pretty much I can't stand, um, like they always say like you know the most watched new comedy and I'm like 
Why or how? Who's watching it? Why? This, this looks incredibly unappealing. It could be like the Bob Hart's Abishola. Like, what is that? Why does it exist? Who's watching it? Why is it on TV still? But everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. I think you put it perfectly, Pat. It is the best show about someone who just obviously hates everybody around him. And it's ironic, obviously, because of the title. They all love him, but he, like, hates everybody. Even his kids. Like, anytime the kids are around, he's like, I want them as far away from me as possible. And not in, like, a loving way you see in a lot of shows. It's like, he just has genuine distaste for everybody around him. And I, I commend them for doing that, honestly. Great show. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fun show. It's, it, but it is just like a... It stresses me out in a. Um, it's it's just like it, it's a little too hard edged. Like you know what I mean. Like the 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 wife and the mother in law really just it, it's it's yeah I don't know. It's it gives me anxiety. But uh, uh, so do, so do a lot of sitcoms I guess. Um, all right. So so if we're sticking to comedies, I guess. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to decide what what we're what we're gonna say based on underrated. Like, you know. Because there are shows that like didn't last very long, but everybody who has any opinions about TV said that it's like amazing. So I don't know that that would be considered underrated because it's kind of, um, uh, I, I think I think because like if that was the you know if if we're if we're put, setting aside the fact that it was universally critically acclaimed or whatever, I would say something like Party Down is a show that I wish had been on for like ten seasons. Yeah. Um, because it has a setup that you can just replicate forever to an extent anyway, and you can just cycle out characters, you know, like, like the, you know, um, Adam Scott, you know, started, started Parks and Rec, you know, and then he left the show and the show ended and kind of, you know, whatever, um, or, or kind of dovetail with him leaving, uh, Jane Lynch got glee and she left, but they brought in Megan Mullally. So like, you know, it's the kind of show where you could have, and it's, and it works, makes sense from a storyline perspective, you know, if somebody leaves because they got something better going on or you can write them off in a funny way or whatever. So that's one that's kind of, but, but, the one that I am coming back to in my head is, uh, have you guys ever seen Better Off Ted? I've never seen it, but I know the show. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's just a, it's just like a very, um, it's a, it's a satire and it, and it's, you know, it's about, they work for this conglomerate, all the characters that like makes everything basically. And so it's, it has like that sort of element of like a bigger picture kind of, you know, but, but it's just like a very good, like, uh, a gentle kind of hangout show to me. Um, I don't know what it's on now. It's probably on Hulu or something now. Um, there's two seasons. It's just like, uh, the main dude I think is now on that SWAT show or something, which is very funny. Cause he's like, um, not a guy you would think be like a grizzled cop in something, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Better off Ted. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a chill hang. That's, that's my, that's my, that's my pick. It's the same feeling I get when I see Rob Lowe and whatever fire show he's in now or FBI, or whatever show he's on now on CBS. It's this thing about watching a lot of football is that you see oh, a lot of these promos. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's god-awful stuff. Uh, uh, Dave, what do you got? Did we lose? Did we lose? What was it? I think we lost Dave. Did we lose Dave? Oh, I can't see the screen right now. We might have lost Dave. Yep, we lost Dave. He's gone. Well, Dave doesn't get to hand. Uh, he's back. I, I, he's back. I accidentally X'd out. Um, Dave, that is... And ex- someday I'll forgive you, but not not today. I appreciate. It. I'll work towards your forgiveness. Your forgiveness. Um, so one more question for me, right? Well, uh, one more for you. Go ahead. 
Okay. Um, I I just th- I just looked this one up like last night. I was trying to think questions, and I thought it was funny. Uh, if if you were arrested with no and didn't know uh, anything about the charges, and no one knew anything, and you had to call your family, what would they or friends? What would they think you got arrested for? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. What would they think I got arrested um, for? Hmm. It's a it's a tough question. That's a that is, that is tough. I'm trying to think what they're. I think first of all, I would have to get through the first five minutes of my mom screaming. Just <laughs> before I even finish the sentence, I got arrested for. I think it would just be screaming. Uh, like a, a Christmas story, you need to know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Man, what would I, what would I be arrested for? Dave, do you have a, a charge? You, you're like a saint. I'm not sure what you get arrested for. Do we lose him again? Is he gone again, Dave? I think he's, I think he's a little, he's a little okay. internet issue, maybe. He, he he tends to have internet yeah. issues. It's it's almost a podcast trend now, but um. <laughs> I would I would probably for me I would probably say no nah, not like not, nothing like that um I keep wanting to say speeding but you don't you don't get arrested for that unless you just drive way too fast um but I'm not known for that either um hmm you don't have a wet foot no I don't I see your back um uh, at the, the perfect time right to criticize me um I would probably say Probably like I mouthed off to the wrong person and and got and got thrown out of a store or something like that. Like I probably like thought I was swearing to myself about something and like the person ahead of me heard it and then they started fighting with me and we both got arrested. Probably something like that. They probably would assume that like it was a misunderstanding that just got taken out of hand because uh, that's that's probably I, I, I can I might run my mouth here and there. So that's probably what they would assume is that it was something like that. Uh, I can go. I can go next. I, I, I don't see family and friends. Like I, I don't think anybody would have any idea. Um, I don't because I I'm a good boy. I don't get in trouble. I've never really gotten in trouble. So, um, I, I think pre-pandemic. Well, I, okay, it would be something to do with violating. Like they would have to think it was something to do with violating. Uh, you know, lockdown or something, or you know, and they would probably think it was a misunderstanding or something. Because again. I've been like a total freak about staying inside. So that'd be the first thing I could think of is now, but um, like pre pandemic, I guess it would be maybe something to do with like a bar fight or something that I got roped up in somehow. Not that I picked one under that, you know, something, you know, that's all I can honestly think of. I, I don't know what anybody would think. Um, I'm trying to think of what kind of person be like, well, oh, it's probably, you know, I do do a lot of hit and runs. So they probably would think I got caught. For that one, you know, or something. I don't know. Probably a like, wrong. Yeah. That, that would be dark. That would be some dark stuff. Dave, uh, you're a you're golden yeah. boy, Dave. What about you? Uh, probably, like, trespassing, like, on some, like, area where it's, like, you're going, like, near the beach or something and it's closed off to the public. Mm, that'd be something stupid, yeah. I could see that. Because they would never assume that... Golden boy Dave Albiani got in any sort of trouble. All three that's a pot just fell in my kitchen. Apologies if anybody heard that. <laughs> that was that scared me half to death. <laughs> I'm good on my feet, don't worry. Um uh Dave, do we still have you? 
I don't know if we do. I can't see him. I can't see. I can't. He he probably is like he probably is like still talking for the last like yeah, twenty he, seconds. And this this happens a lot. It, we're at the point on this podcast where people know that if they don't hear Dave for more than two or three seconds, that his internet kicked out. He <laughs> once we once did a uh, a draft on here of a, a baseball oriented thing, and uh, he lost power like five minutes into it. So I did the whole thing myself. But uh, this happens. People know it's uh, it's almost we might as well change yeah. the name of the show at this point. But um, if he returns at some point in the near future, he can. Uh, <laughs> He's back. He's back, Dave. You're back. I'm back. Just in time to wrap things up, thank God. Because uh, we don't want to... I've lost you at the beginning of shows a lot, but never at the end. So it usually works out. Um, but anyway, uh, Pat, thanks a lot for joining us. I know it's a bit of a weird concept, but I, uh, I hope you enjoyed a little bit, at least, of, uh, of this lunacy. Yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, where can the people find you? Uh, I am um, Patty Mo, P-A-T-T-Y-M-O, on most of the stuff. Um I don't have any of the, uh, it's basically just Instagram and Twitter. I don't really do anything else. Um, I don't, uh, I don't have a TikTok or anything. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I haven't hit that point yet. Um, I also don't think I can get my username. It's probably, it's probably gone now. So that's, that's a real deterrent for me at this point. Um, but, uh, otherwise there's the, uh, the podcast you mentioned before, what a time to be alive. It's, uh, the, uh, the only podcast that counts down the things each week that make you sing. That's the thing. That's the title of the podcast. And uh, I'm out of practice. I blew it. Um, huh. uh, it's uh, me uh, and two of my friends, Kath Barbador, Eli Uden. We're all comedians. And uh, it's just like a dumb news countdown type thing. And uh, you can find that, you know, just search that on any any podcast thing. It's not the Drake Future album. Um, it's a it's a podcast. It's an orange uh, cover. Uh, and we're like What a Time Pod on uh, on Twitter and Instagram too. But Twitter probably would be the one to to, to check because we don't want really to do the Instagram as much, even though we should. So, I, yeah. uh, as I said before, I'm a big big fan of the pro, of the uh, of the. I combine the word program and podcast, and podcast doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> um, although I'm I'm sure there's some cattle rancher out there who just got the greatest idea of all time. But anyway, that's right. Um, I'm a, a big fan of the podcast, but uh, I, I've, I've said this story before on Twitter, but one time I was listening to the podcast when I was shooting hoops back when life was normal, and uh, it, I, I don't know, Kath might have been like sick or something, but she coughed, and as I was going up for the jump shot, Eli said it sounded like the opening from Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath, and I laughed like mid-jump shot so hard that I chucked <laughs> the ball halfway across the field, and it's like... It's 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 really good stuff, and this this week's episode was uh, was a plus as always. So uh, thank you for we really appreciate you coming on here and uh, lending your comedic services to us because we are brutally unfunny at times. So no oh, stop. This this was fun. Thank you for having me. Seriously, it's, uh, it's 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 nice to hear that. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and Dave, where can the people find you if you're still here? I'm still here. You can find me at David underscore Albiani on Twitter. That's that's all I have. That's true. Dave is even more. Uh, uh, he's he's not really on any social media for for that. He's he's that's why he's been able to stay so so clean. Such a good boy. He doesn't go on any of the uh, <laughs> Facebook chat groups where it's uh, you put you type in like one letter and it autofills to like QAnon. The world's gonna end on this day on this year. Uh, profiles that a lot of people get wrapped up in, but. Uh, I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco on Twitter. This podcast is at CSL Podcast on Twitter. We're also at CSLPodcast.com. Dave and I, I'm sure, will have something coming there at some point soon. Uh, but until uh, this is episode 201, so next week, Dave, I think is where we're doing our TV seasons discussion, but 
we'll flesh that out at some point. Uh, but until then, go on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all those fun Google Podcasts, whatever it's called, I don't know. You know where to find us. If you want to listen to the podcast, that's fantastic. If you don't, don't leave a bad review because I don't really want to read that. It hurts my feelings. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we, we'll see you guys uh, later in the week.